Welcome to Inclusion Matters, produced by the Center for Inclusive Child Care, aka the CICC. We're located at inclusivechildcare.org. Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast of the Center for Inclusive Child Care. I'm Cindy Croft, Director of the Center, and I'm here today with Priscilla Weigel. Hello. Hi, Priscilla. And we have a guest with us today, and I'm going to let Priscilla introduce her. Oh, great. Well, I'm pleased to introduce you to one of our inclusion coaches, Colleen Dockendorf, and she has worked for many years in the field and just helping children, a lot of children that have really maybe experienced a lot of things in their lives that are tough to handle. And so her background and her is more of in that therapeutic kind of looking at children in a supportive way and helping providers use their language to calm the situation and to help kids re- be redirected and supported and also help through that language help kids to kind of have their feelings validated and understood a little bit more. And she's going to talk with us today. We're going to talk together about therapeutic language. Welcome, Colleen. Thank you. Thank you. Glad you're here. So today we're really looking at the whole concept, the idea of therapeutic language, which some people may not know what that means. So do you want to tell us a little background? Sure. Sure. Therapeutic language sets the tone to an environment. So in using language and words, it helps a child clarify, you know, connect their thoughts with their feelings, and it's an intentional move. It's what providers, parents, teachers can do to help a child better understand that need for emotional regulation. So let me ask you, when you say therapeutic language, somebody doesn't have to be a therapist then to use therapeutic language? No. You know what? Therapeutic language is an intentional use of your language. You know, it is not a threat. It's not a consequence. It's not a reward reward system. It's more about meeting that child where they're at. Mm-hmm. Where what's going on? What can I do to help you soothe, regulate, and gather those skills you, you that you need to communicate mm-hmm. to to be successful in the classroom, to be comfortable in a play situation. So it's language that is more of a thought out, purposeful way of speaking to children. Mm-hmm. And yeah. sometimes, initially, it may be a little daunting because you think, okay, I have to use therapeutic language. Totally. I have to think about what I'm saying. Right. But truly, I think for folks who have worked with children for a long time, sometimes they're maybe even using it and they don't realize it. You know, and I think that's the thing. You know, some of it comes naturally if that's kind of the way you, you speak and the way you use your language. But but more so, it is knowing the child that child that you're caring for, mm-hmm. knowing what their triggers are, yeah. what their you know strengths are, what their challenges are, and that's where you get to kind of just use your voice, use your tone, use your body language to help that child feel that they're getting a need met. You know, mm-hmm. it also I, I think really helps children understand my feelings aren't too big. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and if my caregiver can contain this with me. I won't derail her or him. They won't run. It won't affect our relationship because there's that need for connection. There's that need for calming. There's that need for regulating. And that is what helps a child get to that next place. Right. And I think that that's so important to remember that our goal is to come alongside that child and remind them that we're here to keep them safe. Right. And our bodies can show that, but as you're saying, there's such an important role that our, our right. words can play. Right. And just thinking it through. Right. Planning. So what are some of kind of the, um, so we've talked a little bit about kind of de- definition and what about some of the other benefits when you think of the folks that you're working with maybe in our coaching situations right. that you're out in the community. Right. 
seeing a place maybe in your mind, and of course you don't have to use names or anything, but yeah. just when that therapeutic language maybe wasn't evident, right. and then how you helped right. those folks understand it. You know, I feel like there's, you know, this sense of needing to control behavior mm -hmm. or to control a situation. Okay. And when, you, when you're responsible for a classroom, that does hit your radar, like, i got to get this under control, you know. But in the long run, if you can know where you're at in that, you know, how do I feel about this situation? How comfortable am I with behavior? How comfortable am I with this in child? You know, kind of know where you're at. Then what this therapeutic language can do and what this really joining, I like to call it joining, is solely to benefit the child. It isn't about, you know, if I do this, she can do this. Or it's not about setting up a goal chart or a reward system or drop the big threat. It's more about what can I do to solely benefit this child to promote cooperation, to promote calmness, to promote just this ability to take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. So in a classroom setting, I feel like when, when all of a sudden you're like, okay, I better get this under control, stop, hold your breath, think for a moment, don't act, you know what I mean? Allow yourself to wonder, what's this about? Mm -hmm. And just that, I believe, just that wonderment allows you to regulate enough to go, is this because it's Monday? Mm -hmm. Is this because it's been a late night last night? Is this because I have 14 kids in the classroom today instead of 11? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. it, it could be a numbers game, whatever the case may be. I feel like that's the kind of joining that help, that you stop and wonder allows you to give a better understanding to what this child might, sure. you know, look through yep. their lens yeah. to go, whoa, okay, this is how I can meet the child where they're at. Mm -hmm. You know, this is how I can remember that I know he's four, but right now this behavior is regressing. He's, mm -hmm. he's at about a three-year-old right now. I need to meet him where he's at mm -hmm. to allow him or her to get to where we're asking them or where he's needing, you know? Mm -hmm. And in taking that into consideration, I mean, temperament, you know, family changes that have happened. Right. Is there neurological something's going on? You know, all that stuff is part of... The wonderment but it all all the same we don't have to be therapists or you know rock stars in this department as much as like if I can use words to meet that child mm -hmm. to help them soothe regulate and move forward that is a powerful thing and I and I feel like in the classroom we do need outside resources absolutely sure. you know what I mean we, we do need to look to the next place but we're still with those kids from eight to ten hours a day right. you know whether it's a excuse me, the classroom or in a child care setting, yeah. you're you're really the child's tool. Yes, yeah. you are. You know, yeah. you're the person that can help some of those skills. Mm -hmm. And I think that's vital. And the, so, the, the tone, yeah. you know, even just in our conversation here, yeah. the tone that we set by just, you, as you said, stopping yeah. and wondering, and then that calm discussion right. with the child, I mean, just... You can feel the burden kind of lift right. from them. And reminding folks out there listening that every time we hand off of a child to someone else because we can't handle it, that creates more anxiousness for that right. child. So coming in and joining that right. word that you're using is truly, it's not saying I'm going to give up on you. Right. I believe we can meet, we can figure this out together. And right. what a gift for a child to have that sense right. that this grown-up who is in charge of keeping me safe, 
will do their job. Right. And when we think about using therapeutic language, we get to stay away <clears throat> from if you don't right. or you better right. or I think we should call your mom, <laughs> you know, right, kind right. of things because we're going to figure this out. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's safe. That's a safe thing. And that yeah. builds trust. Right. And that builds this ability to attach to other people in my world right. that I can count on. And that's pretty important. That is. Yeah. That's, and that's a wonderful thing to be able to do that. And I think that sometimes, too, just looking at um, that regulation piece for kids and those big emotions right. that you talked about. Right. That they're emotions. What, one thing that um, I think we hear sometimes is maybe, oh, they're, they're, that's such an angry child. Right. That child's so angry. Right. And I think sometimes... They're using the angry because maybe that's what they've seen and they think, okay, when I feel this way, I'm right. supposed to act this way. Right. But they don't connect. Right. And so helping them understand those big emotions through that therapeutic language. Right. And I feel like in doing that, you kind of put a gauge on things. Mm -hmm. You know, you can use your hands. You can use a chart. You can use a visual. You can use all those things that make it a little less personal. Mm -hmm. Because also, if you're a highly dysregulated little child or, or things have gotten just too big for you to manage, you know, that's also when you get defensive. It's also when you're on a protective mode. Yep. And so when we use like our like are you this big mad or are you just this big mad? You know, let's 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 gauge it a little bit. Mm -hmm. You feel a, a child that is already dysregulated is also very vulnerable. So I feel like that usage of us and and doing that, you know, sometimes words don't don't work well right. because they're they are way too high and too big and it's mm -hmm. too much and and just your presence, just your ability to be present. Stay close, mm -hmm. you know, hum, sing a little song, yeah. rock breathe. back and forth, breathe. That is still, you're not walking away. Right. You know, you're still present enough that mm -hmm. the words will, 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 will come back. Mm -hmm. But right now, this is a, a sensitive situation. Yeah. And also, too, for those kids that have that challenging piece in them, they are on high alert and very sensitive. They are catching you. Take a deep big sigh or they are catching you roll your eyes right. and that is like yeah. you know you just you went four steps backwards doing that right. you know what I mean we're I like oh we're trying to make some leeway and if your body is tense or frustrated or ugh, there mm -hmm. you really we have to always be aware where we're at mm -hmm. when dealing with with emotions when dealing with feelings mm -hmm. you know so and for young children that's that's their whole world right and I feel like that's when we're, we're speaking to the body yeah. and then in saying that I, fe I feel like when words don't really work, but say little somebody just hit the floor, they're they're tantruming, mm -hmm. they're kicking, they're they're yelling, and and our words aren't going to integrate right at that right. point. Right. But what you can do is speak uh -huh. to the body, like, oh, when you are on the floor kicking, I wonder if you're mad. Sometimes kids kick when they are very mad. You know, even that kind of stuff, little light bulbs go off, and they're like, oh, she thinks I'm mad, and I am. You know what I mean? Yeah, and she oh, gets she, she's she's understanding something that I yeah. cannot, you know, yeah. put, put into, into words. words. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm just falling on the floor. That's all yeah. I can do. Right all now. I can do right now. So when you speak to the body, that's another way to go, oh, that was regulating, that was therapeutic, that was helpful. Mm -hmm. Oh, she cares. Or yeah. he can he can help me. Yeah. This know? is great. I, this <laughs> has been a wonderful uh, discussion around therapeutic language. I think we want to do a second podcast mm -hmm. for those who are listening and maybe ha uh, get a little more specific into um, and talk about some um, putting it into practice. Exactly, because I'm sure people are listening who are listening right now are thinking, "All right, I sort of understand." Yeah. 
um, when I, with a concept of therapeutic language, maybe I'm thinking about the times that I use the words, the positive words, and helping children understand um, emotional literacy or words for feelings. But maybe if I had some concrete examples and ways to diffuse situations or to be proactive. So in our next podcast, let's give people, now we've given them some foundation, let's give our listeners some examples they could they could work from. How does that sound? All right, sure. Thank you both very much for being here. You bet. That's all for now. See you next time.